and we're Lunap is talking to Francis Russell about the school system of Stratford. Fran, when you started in uh, uh, Stratford, you said 1927. Mrs. Delacour? Uh, yes, one of the ladies there is Mrs. Delacour. Rex's mother? Uh, Think yes, so. and, mm -hmm. and Rex and his brother are both in that picture. Oh, for goodness sake. I used to think he had the most romantic name. <laughs> <laughs> there were two Delacour boys. I think they were in the third row. Beautiful children, aren't they? Look, look at the boater, the hat on that uh, child, the second one in from the right. Yeah. Mark yeah. <laughs> Irving is sitting in the middle of the front row, as I remember. I thought she was the one in the sailor suit. Yeah. Well, 
Yes, that's Marjorie. It looks, oh, yes. it looks like her. Yes, yeah, so she'd be the one here. in the sailor suit. Of the, yeah. yeah. Look at the white colors on the boys. Now, here's another uh, kindergarten somewhere in the Stratford Center area, and uh, it, it hasn't been identified uh, who all these people are. The Washington? Yeah, do you remember Washington? Okay, serious business. Yeah. Was it Washington? Yes, this is Washington this School. Is Washington, yeah. yes. Was that there when you were teaching? Oh, yes. They tore that down and made a big, big playground for um, That's right. a garden That's school. That's right. When I started in garden school, this school was there, and there was a little playground between them. Yes. But they made it much larger when <laughs> they took this school down, sometime in the 30s, I guess. And then also the kids coming from your section could go through there to, to garden school. They didn't have to go all the way around. Oh, that's right. This was the first wooden school built after center school. Center school was going to be this consolidated school, and then I guess they had to expand from that. Yeah. And they built this one in 1897. It's too bad they didn't label all the pictures with that wording, like Washington School. Oh, I yeah. wish they had. Well, actually, the label's on the front of the school, if you can uh, read it, which you can't quite in this picture. Right. This has to be a very early one, because there is no garden school in this. Oh, you can see and way, way back in so the fields. So this is pre-1914. Yeah. Washington School graduating class of 1925, I believe it was. I think that's what it says in the middle there. Yeah, that's Tommy Coughlin. Oh. My brother Raymond's sitting here in the front row. And Betty Winton's somewhere there, isn't she? Uh, yeah, Betty Winton is, is somewhere in this uh, picture. Although she doesn't admit it. I, I didn't realize the the night I was uh, showing these uh, uh, pictures to the Historical Society uh, that it would identify people's ages. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they're, aren't they good-looking kids? Yes. Yes, they, they are. They really are. They got all dressed up for the picture, too, the boys with the long ties and everything. Would you not have known the lady in the center? Who was she? I don't know. I just wondered. I don't remember. She doesn't look that old. She might have still been teaching when you started teaching. She might have. That's a bad one. And Sedgwick School was built in uh, 1904. Mm -hmm. And there it is. You see those empty lots, those level empty lots in back of that school? Yes, north of it. My father and my Aunt Alice and my Aunt Polly owned all that flat land there. Oh, really? They bought it from, they were all going to live there. This is Sedgwick? 
Yes, mm -hmm. back of Cedric School, mm -hmm. down Cedric Avenue. Uh -huh. My mother sold those about, well, it was after my father died, I think. She sold them in the early 1930s, I guess. You suppose it was in a high school or an academy somewhere? I think so. Franklin. Yes. And uh, now this is after the addition was put on Franklin, so this is after 1914. Franklin was built in 1910. Yeah. Oh no, this is the original school, isn't it? Nichols and Garden were identical when they were built. This one happens to be Nichols, but it could, it could just as well be Garden. And, and Honey Spot was the same. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And my room at Honey Spot was this one on the right. Uh-huh. I didn't realize that was identical to these two. Uh, there's an interesting story. I have a bunch of, of 1914 newspapers. And there was a big fight in town as to whether the new school that was built should be built uh, next to the Washington School on North Avenue or whether it should be over on Nichols Avenue. And it was to be an eight-room school. So they compromised by building both of them the same year as four-room schools. Oh, for goodness And of course, it was shortly afterwards they added the uh, second story to Nichols. And then about 1930 or 31 when they added it to the garden. Well, honey spot had a, a two. This is this is garden. As a, a uh, one-story. And then and honey spot always had two stories. And then they put the top story. In. This is that same group of uh, uh, kids that you saw at uh, uh, Washington School uh, a couple of years earlier when they were graduating from <laughs> garden school. They're just getting out of the fourth grade in garden school. The big bows on their heads. These kids are about 75 years old now. I should think so. <laughs> This is the addition being put on to uh, uh, Franklin School. Those earlier pictures were the original, and in 1914, when they built Garden and Nichols, they added this to Franklin. Oh, yes. There was a lady there who used to be the principal. Her name was Emma, um, yes, Emma Mink. She was a lovely girl. She was a friend of Ethel Michelson's. Is Ethel still uh, around? No, she she, she did die. Mm -hmm. This bunny crow that I talk about is Ethel's sister. Oh, mm -hmm. that's a wonderful band, isn't it? Isn't that something? And you know, Lewis, in the olden days, we all had to go back on Memorial Day. We had a what oh. one teacher would be responsible for the band in the mm -hmm. in the building, and usually I drew that. Uh -huh. And and we all all the teachers had to report for duty 
on Memorial Day. We never had a Memorial Day off. We all had to march in the in the parade with our band, the school mm -hmm. band, and the rest of the school. Oh dear! We never got a Memorial Day holiday. Do you recognize where this picture is taken, Fran? At the side of Center School. Yeah, this is the north side of your school, and as you can see, it's after they added the uh, uh, addition on the rear. So right. It's sometime after 1910. Yeah. This picture of uh, the Consolidated School is right after it was built, I'm sure, uh, because that's probably Stanley Beach in the picture. Uh, his father made a habit of always putting something in a picture. That it might be might be the Phaeton, Phaeton run by the horse, or it might be Stanley, or later on it would be their, their family automobile. <laughs> he would always put one of those indicators in his pictures. Oh, and this is after February 21st, 1921. After the catastrophe. Wow. Do you know what caused that? Have you ever heard? I've never heard. I think it was before the days of arsonists. Pretty well. <laughs> I suspect it was simply the heating system. I it must have been very cold weather. Yes. Snow. Yeah. Yeah, everything is covered with snow. It looks as though they've tried to put a canvas over things to protect the desks and the lower floor or something. You know how long it took them to uh, rebuild it? I guess it was all rebuilt by the time you started and, and, uh, in good shape. Yes, it was. Um, I think the classes were held in places like a Packard Hall and they, they spread the classes all over town and I think they build it as rapidly as yes. possible to get the classes back into young well, Margaret Van Giesen was going to school there at the time she said okay. she had about four places each day she had to go to for different classes yes. wandering all over the center I think the Methodist Church had some that's right they, they housed them in different places Isn't that something? How good that it was empty. Mm. No fire, fire escapes. When they rebuilt Center School, they put the fire escapes in the back. Mm -hmm. They still had, there was two stories high, mm -hmm. but the fire escapes opened off of the two back rooms. In the Did you used to go down them in fire drills? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't because I was never on the second floor, but mm -hmm. the, the teachers in my day did.
I think when they built Stratford High, Mr. Rogers was the principal. He, yeah, he must have been the first principal. I, I know he was he, in 27. I think he must have. Yes, when I went there, Mr. Rogers was principal, but how soon before that, I don't know. I didn't realize you went to teach him at uh, Stratford High. You taught in Stratford? No. I taught in Stratford, but not at Stratford Oh, High. oh, not at Stratford High. <coughs> this is a group of the uh, early teachers at the uh, graded school. isn't it? They were good sturdy buildings. Very well built. In They're those days. impressive. Here you can see uh, one end of the school. It's hard to believe they had to tear it down. I think it could have been converted into something. But that addition to garden school was not very many years old, was it? This back part. Yeah, that was about 20 or 25 years old. Yeah. Uh, took the building down. See how sturdy and square that was. No, no, I was at Honeyspot School for 13 years. Oh, okay. And then I went to Center School for two years. And then I went to Putney as teaching principal. Then I went back to Center School as principal. Oh, I see. And from there I went up to Second Hill Lane. Were you the first principal at Second Hill Lane? Yes, mm -hmm. I organized it. Mm -hmm. When you started in the uh, Depression time, I suppose the kids were a lot different than they are today. Dressed differently. Yes. What were, they, what were they like? Well, kids in those days didn't have the problems they have nowadays. They, they Nowadays, they live in s such a complex um, time that uh, the their their pastimes were their own. Mm -hmm. They made their yeah. own good times. They invented things to play. They were. I suppose their expectations were lower. Right. The traffic wasn't so. Um, what not crowded, heavy. 
and they could run from one yard to another. They used to play games like hide and go seek and run sheep, run all over everybody's yard. And they had no uh, don't go across the street sort of an existence. Yeah. They had a, it was different in those days. I guess there wasn't much of a playground at the school at Center. Anyhow, was there? Yeah, there was a big playground a, in the back. Yes. As I remember, it went out to a sort of marshy or woody area at the back. Well, the afterwards, they uh, enclosed all of that mm -hmm. in a big high fence, mm -hmm. but it extended way, way back. Back of all the houses on, is it Sutton Avenue? Yes. Back of all the houses on Sutton Avenue, it went right back to the marshland mm -hmm. where the railroad track was. Bertha Burke said that she can remember. She used to live on the north side of the railroad track. And they were never allowed to go down back and go across lots mm -hmm. to Sender School because there was a swamp there. Mm -hmm. And Bertha said one day her mother dressed her all up in her best clothes. Oh, she got a new dress and she wanted to wear it to school. So her mother said yes. And she knew she wasn't supposed to cut across lots and go through that swamp. But another girl got her to do this, I think. And what should Bertha do but slip and fall in the mud, <laughs> all in her brand new finery, <laughs> cutting cross lots going home from school. Did you used to take the children outdoors at recess? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And a teacher had to do that. Oh, yes. You had to be with them every minute. Mm -hmm. What about lunches? Mostly, uh, they went home mm -hmm. to, to lunch. They lived near enough so they could go home. And at um, noontime in those days, we had an hour and a half. Oh. They got out of school at 11.30, and they came back at 1 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So all, almost all of them, I can't remember any of them staying for lunch. Mm. But, but you were at your lunch, I, did you? Well, when we were at Center, we had our lunch when we, we brought our lunch when we were at uh, Honey Spot School. But when I taught at Center School, we used to eat over to St. John's Drugstore. Uh-huh. used to make up fresh sandwiches. He was a lovely character. How many teachers would you have had at Center School about that time? Be about eight. I mean, when I was teaching, mm -hmm. eight. Mm -hmm. And that would be back around 19. When I went to center, let's see, what time? 1940. 39. Because mm -hmm. when I got married in 39, well, I guess it would be about 35. Because when I, I was married in 39, and that's when I moved from center to go to Putney. Mm -hmm. Did you always teach a particular grade, Pran? I taught kids, first and second yeah. for 13 years. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I taught third and fourth. I always had a combination grade. Mm -hmm. I never had one grade. I see. Oh, but we used to have 40, 42 kids in the class. Oh, my and goodness. And with, with first and second grade combination, it was all. Oh, picture the Black Rock Yacht Club. And it was all so hard. 
Oh, I should you think so. You mean, was there anyone else teaching a combination class too then? All or of us had. You all, you all Most did? Most all of us, yes. In one room? Yes. Some they weren't using the uh, portable buildings out back by this time earlier. I know earlier on they had uh, well, when we were, When we were at Honey Spot, they had the portables. Yeah, you did? Yes. They were red. I don't know whether you know who Helen Freeberg is. She was in one of the portables. I forget who the other girls were that were in the portables. I know one of the, the portables at, at Honey Spot School had the um, the children that uh, went off there for handwork, and it would be like a special class would be now. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. They did that at uh, Washington School too, toward the end of its use. It was yes. for a special class, yes. as I remember. Jane Locke had that class uh -huh. out there. What was the reason for having combined grades in one room? It was um, it was population growth, and it was the only way they could do to house all the children in the school. Mm -hmm. It was just before World War Two, and there was a there was it was after World War One, and just coming on the days of depression, and into World War Two. There, in order to house the children in the schools, they had to give the uh, teachers combination classes. I see. Mm -hmm. That's difficult. Yeah, it was a difficult administration problem in those days. The, the, school the schools weren't organized then the way they are now. There was one superintendent. Mm -hmm. That was Dr. E. Ward Island. And under him was a supervisor called Mrs. Ide, mm -hmm. Harriet Ide. And those two people, would get around to all of the schools, all of the classes, once a month. Oh my goodness. And then there was a special music teacher. Mm -hmm. And she, would do, she was a supervisor. She wasn't a teacher. Mm -hmm. She would just watch a teacher teach and mm -hmm. then criticize how she did things. There was a special art teacher. I remember her. Her, her name was Mrs. Cook. Yeah. You're so yes. I mean, is this thing going? <laughs> yes. Turn it off a minute. And they had one more. Physical Ed, Olive Schuring. And That's right. A phys ed teacher used to come around, yes. too. I'd forgotten that. And then sometimes a teacher would have all of the supervisors, including Mrs. Ide and Mr. Arlen, come streaming in and sit in chairs in the back of your room Mm -hmm. and watch you and make notes and watch you and make notes. And here's the poor teacher up front sweating blood up there wondering what she was doing wrong. With 42 children all in different grades. 42 mm -hmm. children in two different grades. And we called it the big parade. <laughs> Every once in a while you got all of these supervisors together to watch you teach. Mm. And then they would have what they called a criticism session afterwards. They would pull you apart. Really? Yes. They weren't always, they weren't unkind to me ever, but just the same, it was a nerve-wracking oh, so. sort of a thing. And then, of course, you got each one of them separately. 
but uh, there were no assistant principals, there were no uh, assistant superintendents, there yeah. were no, no, no anything on assistant levels. The principals were practically all, maybe they were all teaching principals, were they all teaching no. principals? No, they were in they Stratford. Were they were not teaching principals. Okay. Now I, I know in the garden school, uh, uh, Miss Corte, Mrs. Corte was. Yes, she was. She taught third grade yes. and, and was principal at the right. same time. Now, I think there was a lady called Miss Spoor at Center School, uh -huh. and she was a teaching principal. She was a, a, a administrative principal, mm -hmm. and my principal, Mrs. Brown, who was uh, who worked at the Sterling House before Mary, and who Mary was her protege, Holden, and she held okay. That was my principal, uh -huh. and she was administrative principal, not a teaching principal. I yeah. think Miss Spoor at Center School ran the band. Did she? Yes, I remember that. I went to there, and she used to lead the band. Well, that's a takeoff from Professor Kelsey, isn't it? And then there was another teacher, but I don't think she was a, a principal at all. Her name was Mrs. Filmer. I remember Mrs. Filmer. She taught at center school, didn't yes, she? Yes, and she was a character. Mm -hmm. she, she used to get things done, and she apparently knew Harold Lovell since he was a boy or something, and he was on the Board of Education. And she wasn't afraid of Harold Lovell or losing her job or anything else. And when she, we wanted $5 extra a year, Mrs. Filmer would fight like cats and dogs to get us $5 extra a year. Mm -hmm. You spoke about going over to uh, the drugstore for lunch. Uh, when the kids went home to lunch, you had a, a patrolman down there at the uh, crossing, didn't you? Fred, Miss Fred Nell. Fred Nell did it for years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was wonderful. He was a great guy. You, mu you must have taught there when Mrs. Coles was there too. Yes, was she I there did. There a long time. Right, right. I, uh, I wasn't at Center. Was it Coles or Coles? Coles. C O W L E S. Mm -hmm. At least that's the way she pronounced it. Mm -hmm. And she, they lived on Sutton Place. Then she moved down to Lordship. Did it seem different moving up to Putney? Putney was a two-room school at that time? Or no, when I went to Putney, they had just built the new Putney school. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, Margaret Earl was the principal at the two-room school, and then she was at uh, the new school for a while, and then I came to Putney. It was fun in those days. We, uh, we couldn't get enough kids together to make a number to have a kindergarten. And the mothers used to go out the highways and the byways to find kids that could come <laughs> to kindergarten so we could have a kindergarten <laughs> class in Putney. You would get the children from Pine Rock Park, I suppose. No, no. Would you? No, that was Shelton. Oh. Mm -hmm. We just got them from Warner Hill. That was the last street. Mm -hmm. The highest grade of Putney School did it go up to sixth grade? Six. No, when I first went to Putney, it went to eight. Because I can remember um, a lady by the name of Emma Coles had the eighth grade. And I can remember the graduations we were getting ready for. It. And do you remember Carolyn Darcy, who used to be, she was the daughter of the person that was um, in business with um, Dennis, mm -hmm. Dennis and Darcy, mm -hmm. it was called. 
and that was her grand Darcy was her grandfather. And I remember one graduation we uh, we needed chairs, and the town of Stratford was supposed to transport the chairs up to Putney so we could have graduation outdoors, and uh, they didn't come. And Carolyn said, "Oh, please, Mrs. Russell, let me call up." and get my grandfather to bring us chairs from the funeral parlor. And I said, well, how would he do it? And she said, he'd bring them in the hearse. And I got a mental picture of the hearse pulling up to Sydney School. And I said, we can't do that, Carolyn. But just then, the Board of Education came through and brought us the chairs. But I, I always laughed at that little thing. Carolyn Darcy wanted her grandfather to bring the chairs up. I said, well, he'd bring them in the hearse. <laughs> oh dear. That was a lot of fun. Mr. Vendor was the name of the bus man. Oh, oh yes. And, and, road bus company. and yes. he used to bring all the kids to school in the morning from the outlying districts. Yep. A lot of fun. How far did you have to be away to be bused? Do you remember? mile and a half. <coughs> Otherwise you walked it. Mm -hmm. And it was it was quite a thing. People in this house could be busted, oh, yes. but people next door couldn't be. <coughs> and never must that rule be broken. Never mm. must never must the people in this house you get a ride tape measure. If they didn't have it. <laughs> Depression time, the school, the teachers had to say whether the kids could have new shoes or not because the town gave the kids uh, that needed oh, really? mm -hmm. new shoes. The town gave them slips yes. to go and get the mm -hmm. shoes. And we used to be so angry at them. They, they, had, they gave them good shoes, too. They, uh, they didn't take care of them. Oh. They would, you know, easy come, easy mm -hmm. go. They'd walk through puddles and scuff them all up. And the next week they'd be after another new pair of shoes, which Papa could never have afforded to yes. supply himself. But the town did all that all through the Depression. I talked to the lady last week who handed the shoes out. Did she? Did Marge Marzik. Do you know the Marzik's? I can remember the name, but Marjorie I can't. Marzik. I didn't know her. Mm -hmm. And she said she used to go home crying because she couldn't always fit the children properly. That's right. But they were the town was very generous to mm -hmm. the to the children, especially down at the Honeyspot School. They were very very generous to those kids, and see that saw that they were well shod. And the fun the worst part of it is that give them a new pair of rubbers with each pair of shoes. You know the kind of rubbers we sure. used to wear. They give them a new pair of rubbers with each pair of shoes, but they they come to school in the rain without the rubbers on. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't take care of them. The town of Stratford provided very well for its school children in those days. And I suppose the teachers were having trouble buying their own shoes on what they were getting paid. Were we? <laughs> we had a salary of a thousand dollars a year. Mm. Uh, it was a very, it was a very hard time for girls who started in those days on a thousand dollars a year because they took a 22 percent cut oh. in their wages. 
but at least we were working where a lot of people weren't. Yes. And that didn't pay for our summer vacations either. Fran, how about the requirements for teachers? It seems to me that I can remember in those days they didn't want the women teachers to get married. And, uh, well, there was a time when you'd be fired if you got married. Uh, that was depression days. Don't you dare go get married. And there were very few men teachers. Uh, very few. Uh, high school. The theory was, I guess, the, uh, the single woman made the best teacher, or maybe the cheapest teacher. I don't know. Sure a, ma a man couldn't support a family I on a thousand a year. I don't think so, no. It would have to be someone who had no obligations other than herself. Or That's right. Himself. But the, the standards for teaching were, were very high. A teacher had to know her subject. She had to know how to handle kids. Mm -hmm. And she had to know what she was doing. The, the curriculum was supplied by the state of Connecticut. Mm -hmm. It was very easy to follow. That was not hard. But you must not deviate from that I curriculum. Mm -hmm. you, they told you just what to teach for arithmetic, how the spelling words that the kids learn, mm -hmm. the reading books, Everything was dictated by the state of Connecticut. Really? And in order to get state aid, you had to be following that pretty closely. You know, just a few months ago, the uh, legislature has passed a new law that has gone into effect requiring the teaching in each town of uh, state and local history. Somehow, because I had when I was a kid, I assumed that it always had been a requirement. Was it one at one time? Yes, it was. Okay. Right. We got, we got that in fourth grade. The, the history of Stratford was taught in fourth grade. That seems to be where they plan to do it yes. now. And, and I guess they have informally been doing so. I don't think they ever did away with it, really. Alice has been teaching Fairfield history mm -hmm. and in fourth grade, but when she was in teaching sixth grade, she didn't have that to be. Apparently, it's been a local option as to whether you could or not more recently because I know this new law does uh, require it. Maybe it wasn't a law. Maybe it was just a Board of Education, okay. State Board of Education yeah. requirement. So uh -huh. now it's a, it's a law. Uh -huh. But the towns were not allowed to choose their own textbooks? Um, I think they had a choice of a, diff of a list. Mm -hmm. But our arithmetic books, you, you had to, that was your curriculum, and you teach what was in that book. Mm -hmm. um, at, when I first started teaching, that was in the town of Trumbull, we had what was called the state leaflets, and we taught the kids to read from those state leaflets, mm. which were very uninteresting. Mm -hmm. One was one leaflet was a birdie with a yellow bill <laughs> hopped upon the windowsill, <laughs> cocked his shining eye and said, ain't you shamed, you sleepyhead? <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> and the, another one that I can remember, oh, I taught them for so long that I can say them backwards and forwards. The mountain and the squirrel had a quarrel. The mountain called the squirrel little prig. Squirrel said something or other, I've forgotten now, but the whole thing ended up, if I cannot carry mountains on my back, neither can you crack a nut. <laughs> <laughs> now what... Can you tell me what would get kids interested in reading from those things? But they did. They learned to read. <laughs> and then you went into the into the textbooks. Like Chester has one now. He calls it his lickin' shittle book. 
his what? His little chicken. Uh. You know where the, 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 the acorn dropped on the... Oh, the sky is falling? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh! <laughs> Your favorite book? Chicken Little. Yes. Turkey Lurkey and... <laughs> Ducky Lucky? Goosey Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Was Henny Penny in that yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. That's the Henny Penny was the yeah. one that Rooster started Booster. the whole thing. What? Rooster Pooster. Oh. Rooster Pooster. I can't remember Rooster Pooster. I think he made that up. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I never had a chicken little pork. <laughs> or a lick and chittle either. <laughs> Did you teach things in the elementary schools other than the basic things? Did you get into social studies or any of those things? Well, you taught history facts, and because I was in first grade, so it wasn't oh, you history. Could, no, of course not. But um, you taught the history facts, and you taught the um, uh, geography, mm -hmm. location. The kids had a good ge geographical background. They don't, I don't think they teach that very much anymore. We taught longitude and latitude, mm -hmm. and where place, you know, they located countries. Mm -hmm. And at one time I could tell you all the countries in Africa, but I can't now. <laughs> oh Neither can the kids in school, probably. Yeah. But we, um, we had a good knowledge of where things were in mm -hmm. the world, and that was taught to us in normal school. Mm -hmm. We had to pass. Uh, to be a teacher, was it two years of normal school after high school? Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. The schools were located where? The normal schools. Oh, one was in Danbury. One was in New Haven. One was in New Britain. And one was in Wilmantic. Which one did you go to? New Haven. The one that we went to in New Haven is now Southern Connecticut University. I guess most of them have expanded They've all turned into four-year schools. Into, uh, I don't know about the one at Willimantic. Is there a Western, is there an Eastern Connecticut? But I know Danbury is Western, West Con, and New Britain is uh, also a university. But I suppose with Willimantic being so near stores, you see it's only three or four miles out from mm. Willimantic to stores, I suppose that got absorbed yeah, into, sure. into mm -hmm. uh, Did they encourage you f to do further study after you became a teacher? They sure you know, did. Uh -huh. Everybody yeah. seems to go for their masters now and right. so forth. We were required to do. Oh. It was required. Your, that's where your, the rest of your salary that you could save up went mm -hmm. to, to, to buy your courses for until you got your bachelor's. That was the that was the beginning of the, the uh, teacher's college, the mm -hmm. four-year college. We used to have to spend our summers getting points for that. And then would you automatically get a raise in salary once you'd attained that? 
after we got a, a salary schedule, mm -hmm. which we didn't have at first. I see. At first you talked for what the town told you could teach for. Mm -hmm. But after there was a salary, salary schedule, included in that salary schedule was a provision for uh, further studies mm -hmm. so that you got a raise if you did thus and so. About what time did that start? I should say around 1930 the cost of education down. And they dictated pretty well what you could have and what you couldn't have, or what you could do or what you couldn't do. They even dictated uh, the behavior of teachers. Um, if, if a teacher didn't behave just the way the prim school board members wanted you to behave, you could lose your job. Mm -hmm. So they were the keeper of the mores, so oh, to yeah. speak. You couldn't go out yeah. and get drunk in an evening. It'd be too bad if you did, but they knew about it. Was there any dictation about how you dressed or makeup or that kind of thing? Not that I remember. No. Mm -hmm. no. But most teachers uh, realized what was good dress. Mm. I don't think they needed to. Though. We had a couple of teachers who used to come in party dresses, but I don't think. Okay. The two people sat at the bench. Yeah. I remember one girl kept stealing my arithmetic paper. We had to buy our own paper in those days. Uh -huh. And a girl kept stealing my arithmetic paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's the one I thought was. Um, the Oak School, didn't I? It has a little building Not the out. Not Oak, um, East Main. East Main. Mm -hmm. It has a little, almost a steeple on the top, and a little building out back. A little cool. There's a little shed out at the back yes. of it. Good many of them had little buildings out back. That was where they chopped the wood for the winter. Uh-huh. Put that, put it in that. But doesn't that look like East Main Street there? at the side of the building. Where was it? Uh, was it uh, on the east side of East Main Street or the west side? I think it was on the east side. On the east side. On the river side. If I remember correctly. Uh -huh. Now this is the uh, uh, South School. Sandy Hollow. Sandy Hollow School, yes. That's the back of it. Yep, and uh, this picture inside of uh, the Douglases' uh, kitchen, Douglases owned the house at the time, showed where the front door was. That's, that's the bottom of the front door there. Oh. Look at the initials. W.H. 
Probably one of the Hotchkiss kids. They went to it. That's Cinder School before the top story burned off. When did you start teaching in Stratford Free? 1927. Well, that wasn't too long after this then. Well, it was six years after. Six but years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They had it all remodeled so that the entrance was on the ground level. And when you got inside, you went up the steps. Instead of going up the steps and then uh, going into school, oh, they, sure. they made that all flush. Across uh -huh. the top, and they took the, the third story right off. You notice in this picture, it's only uh, two rooms deep, or there are eight rooms in it. It was about 1910, I think, when they added the four on the rear. I think the, the two downstairs room was the elementary school, and the top story was where the high school I see. kids. At Stratford Academy. On Academy Hill. Long before your time. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you can tell where it was because in this picture you can see what was uh, the Wheeler's house and then Oliver Lay's house. Oh, yes. It on right. I get it. Uh, the, uh, it says 1905. Uh, yeah, it says 1865, oh, but I'm uh, a bit skeptical of that. Uh, Frederick Beach would have been 19 years old in 1865, and I don't think he was in Stratford taking pictures then. I suspect this is a, either someone else's picture or, or a, he took it later, but I'm not sure. And this was Professor Sedgwick who... That's where Sedgwick. That's where Sedgwick Avenue got its name. Yeah, Sedgwick School. Later and the old Sedgwick School. Yeah. Yep. In fact, I believe we have pictures of that in there too. That's the academy again in an er at an earlier date. Hmm. With separate doors for boys and girls. Uh, separate floors for boys and girls, as a matter of fact. The door on this end led to the stairs that led to the upstairs room where the boys were taught. The door on the other end led to the downstairs room where the girls were taught. Oh. But gee, it's all right, but all wrong. The boys' doors on the on the right. <laughs> the boys always got the left hand door. <laughs> Wasn't Stratford beautiful in those days? Look at the elms there. This is before 1916, before the bank.